0: Welcome to the New Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Nichol. Hello and welcome. I am so glad that you're here and I want to be very honest with you and tell you that I recorded this episode And then the more I was thinking about it, the more I realized there was something else I wanted to include. And so I decided to do the whole thing again. (laughs) So you're getting an updated episode. And I guess the bonus lesson I want to offer in that is there's only so much pre-planning you can do. And at some point, the doing of the thing is the learning of the thing. There are so many ways you hear that lesson in the course of career, and especially if you're in the startup space, uh, the whole obsession with shipping a minimum viable product is because whatever idea you have, you wanna make it and let people engage with it because that's how you will learn how to improve it and what to make. And when you think about your career and when you think about leadership and when you think about the decisions you make around your life, I want to offer the same concept applies like in the same way that i had an idea for an episode i recorded it i created it and the process of doing that got me thinking more deeply about it and then i realized there was more i wanted to share and so you're getting this revised and updated version i mean this is huge just to remember because especially if you are a little bit of a perfectionist and you hold yourself to a high standard, that can work against you when you hold yourself back trying to get things perfect in theory rather than creating it, engaging with it in the world, and then making new decisions based on the experience that you have had in the course of creating it, releasing it so the main topic for today is this concept of leadership like a dj and i came to this metaphor having gone through a few experiences where either leadership changed or i was working with a team who was struggling with leadership changing or as a coach with my clients and they step into leadership roles And they are asking a lot of questions about how to do it well and how to do it effectively. And a lot of comparison of themselves to other leaders and wondering how can they be authentic or should they be like the person who was in the role before. And this concept of leadership like a DJ essentially is this. I want you to imagine that you are at a party or you're at a dance club and there's a dj and they're playing this music and everybody is getting with the groove and having a good time and they are dancing and it's a, a lovely moment and then there's a new dj so current dj leaves new dj steps up to the deck starts spinning some music and there's a little bit of this moment where everyone kind of pauses and it's a little bit awkward Because everyone's trying to decide, like, how do I dance to this? Do I want to dance to this? Can I still get with this? Or do I need to, you know, take a break or maybe even leave completely? And every leader brings their own music, their own tone, their own uh, kind of guiding principles, whether they are clearly articulated or not they bring this. And what will happen is everyone will have this moment of pause as they're trying to figure out what is it that is important to this person? What are the results that will be measured? What has changed when leadership changes? And depending on how close you sit To that leadership role, it will affect you differently. So if you're in a really big organization, there might be a change in leadership. And if you're very distant from that role, then you might not really be affected at all. And sometimes this can be great. It can be the sense of, I know exactly what my job is. I know what I am supposed to focus on. And it doesn't really matter who is sitting in what chair, because I know where my expertise is and I know what my job is to do. So sometimes leaders can change and you're not terribly affected by the the new DJ and the new music. Other times, it can be a significant change. Maybe you were part of the hiring team. Maybe you had input about who would be brought in, to this new leadership role maybe you had a very close relationship with the previous leader and now as someone's coming in you might feel like you have to rebuild trust and understand are we on the same page like what will be different now that there's a new leader in this role setting the tone, changing the music, refocusing the strategic priorities. There can be a lot of questions. And that change in leadership may have a very significant effect on you. And it may even be a situation where you decide to leave the organization because you're not really feeling connected to the new leadership. You're not really feeling the music that they are playing and you've decided you want to do something else, again, which is fine. Um, it's just interesting to notice. So this idea of leadership like a DJ, and you know, when you are thinking about how you show up as a leader, it also becomes helpful to think in terms of what is the music that you're bringing? What is the tone that you're bringing? And it might be different And sometimes that's fantastic. You can be the breath of fresh air, or you can be the one who brings clarity where before there had been confusion. But also if you are experiencing resistance, if you are experiencing a team that is not really getting with the groove of what you're showing up with, it can be helpful to think in those terms rather than simply writing people off or being really hard on yourself. It can invite you to have a conversation around what is it that's changing and why. As you know, if you've listened to my earlier episodes, people are selfish. And I don't mean this in a negative way or a bad way, but especially when you are leading or when you are in the manager role, people are wondering, how does this affect me? If you're stepping in as a new leader, people wanna know how will this new leader affect me? Will I be evaluated along the same criteria? Will expectations change? Are we moving in the same direction or will this leader make decisions about where we're going and how we'll get there? And will I understand how I fit in and will I want to be a part of this? All of these questions that come back to us really just as humans wanting to do good work, wanting to feel respected and valued and appreciated, and it can be really easy to overlook the fact that all of this is going on, most of the time kind of behind the scenes, like it's the questions people wonder, but they might not even bring it up specifically. So when you are thinking about what does it mean to be a leader, or if your leadership is changing, asking that question, okay, like if we're getting in a new DJ, how do I feel about the music I'm hearing? Do I want to dance to this? Uh, Or do I feel like I am a gentle no (laughs) to that? And I'll find something else to do. So here are a couple of things I want to i want to share with you in, with respect to this is that when a new leader comes in there are a few specific questions that will come to mind that people will want to know of the leader for example how do you see things when a new leader comes in people want to know how do you see things this is a question about perspective and a perspe- uh, a question of world view related to this they want to know what are your guiding principles and especially when we're speaking in language like oh this leader is very data-driven they say oh i'm happy to be your new manager i'm a very data-driven person people still want to know like what does that mean specifically and what are your guiding principles around that data, around how we get it, around how we use it, around which data do we value or prioritize? Like people want to know what, what the guiding principles are. Similar related to this, what do you pay attention to? What do you pay attention to? because what you pay attention to will often shape what the expectations are and also the sense of what is it that matters here. And this becomes also very significant around, you know, how, like the culture and how do we treat one another. So if there is, you know, one person whose ideas are always discounted or a voice that is always or consistently overlooked, or a voice that is always deferred to we're always looking you know as humans like where does the leader pay attention what is it that they value where is their attention going if you want to look at it in more of a negative mindset that's also the part of you that might feel like a little kid that wonders what can i get away with (laughs) right? If we're being really honest, it plays out in that direction too. Also, we want to know what is important to you. Whenever a new leader comes in, what is important to you? This relates again to like, what are your guiding principles? How do you see things? What do you pay attention to? What, what, uh, can, you know, we get away with, so all of these questions are in play, and whenever there's that new person, that moment where you're kind of feeling into, like, is this music I can get with? It's because we're trying to understand and fill in those questions for ourselves. So I want to give you a specific example of how I've encountered this in my own career. Many years ago, I worked for a startup. We were maybe 12 people, maybe 18. It kind of depended on, uh, you know, when in the year it was, so, but relatively small group. And we had this leader, the founder of the company, his name is Tom, and one of the things he declared, like one of the things he said to us was that when we sell, when we market, we do not sell through fear, shame, or guilt. That was part of how he saw things that was part of his guiding principle which is as a company that is wanting to amplify and contribute in a positive way we will not do that by tapping in to our customers fear we won't leverage their shame we won't amplify a feeling of guilt in order to drive them to a buying behavior and this was a choice that he made and then we could all align to that and I thought this was incredible because you know as you know probably because you're a human who buys things in the world whether it's toothpaste or a college degree or whatever there are a lot of different emotions that drive buying behavior and fear shame and guilt are very effective Like if you amplify that enough, you can then sell someone a solution. And I mean, it works, right? That's why we see a lot of advertising and a lot of sales practices, uh, whether, you know, they're intentional or not, like it's effective and it works. So it's something that we see a lot. So with Tom and his role as the leader who was setting the tone, right? Like setting that the music, He said, we don't do this. He just decided. And so when we then thought about, you know, what do we pay attention to? So much of what we were doing and the way that we work together and also the actions we were taking as we were building product out and testing it with customers is we were paying attention to what are the choices we're making that ignite different emotions with our community. And we wanted to really lean on inspiration, possibility, Uh, I would even say a sense of agency, although that wasn't language that we used at the time. But as I look back on it, it was all about redirecting folks' attention towards what is possible for them and what are the changes that they can make. So what is it that you pay attention to and what is important to them? And for my manager and leader at the time, Tom, what was important to him was to build something meaningful and powerful that would be a net benefit in the world. And it was important to be mindful of how we were playing with emotion. Now, all of that really came from one choice, the choice that he made in his role of leader and manager and then he communicated that to us and then so many of our decisions and choices about how we ran the business and how we engaged with customers and clients would then align to that like that was kind of how we all danced along and i mentioned this and you know one of the reasons why i look back on this time with such appreciation is realizing You know, that was a choice. And so much of what being a leader means, whether you are formally a manager and have direct reports and fill out performance reviews for the people on your team, or whether you are an informal manager, like a product manager, or you're managing up, uh, or you're managing accounts, and you're managing those relationships, even though it's not a direct report, situation that the way that you make decisions sets the tone the way that you see things sets the tone your guiding principles the underlying why of why you make the decisions that you do sets the tone and this plays into so many different moments in the workplace it affects performance reviews and how people are evaluated it affects uh, promotions and what behaviors and qualities are seen as promotable or that uh, register as kind of like like valid things Um, and i'm thinking specifically of you know a, a client a couple of client conversations i've had with folks who have come to me because they say, you know, I'm I'm only evaluated against these particular qualities, but I put all this other effort into these other things at work and they're not being recognized. And so a lot of the work that I do with them is coaching them to include that as part of their value story and to educate their colleagues and their managers so that all of the value that they're creating is acknowledged and can start to become included in that evaluation and that assessment so you know it can be it can be unsettling anytime there is a change in leadership it can feel destabilizing even if it's a leader that you are really excited for you know this has nothing really to do with is it a good leader or a bad leader It really is more about how we as humans navigate change. And a lot of times, leadership changes, and you're not involved in that decision. (laughs) You know, it changes, and maybe you haven't been a part of that decision, but your life will be affected depending on who this person is, how they see things, what their guiding principles are, what they pay attention to, what is important to them. And then looking at it from the perspective of when you are stepping into a leadership role, when you are stepping into a manager role, you may not realize it, but all the folks connected to you, your team, your peers, the others that you work with, they may also be taking a moment of pause to get a sense of this about you, they're also going to be feeling into like what is the music that you're bringing in? What is the the beat? What is the tone? Can they dance? Can they have a good time? Can they work effectively with the new music that you are bringing? So... This is something that I've been thinking about. And, uh, you know, the first time I recorded this, I realized there was so much to this that I had uh, not thought about until I recorded it once. And I decided that it was worth it, that you were worth it to take the time to re record this and share more with you. So, as we get ready to wrap up this episode, a couple ideas I want to share is when you think about who are the best leaders or the best managers that you've worked with, look at it through the lens of like, what was it about them that made it a great experience? How did they set the tone? What was the kind of music that they brought? What was the decisions that they made? Like in the same way that my former colleague, Tom, had a very clear decision about how we would market and sell and how that affected everything that we did. When you think about the managers you've worked with that you've really liked, what were those underlying principles or guidelines, even if they weren't specifically articulated? Like, What was your sense of how they worked and how they did their leadership and managing? What is it that was kind of underneath that and then if you've ever had a situation where you felt really frustrated it's probably there because there was a disconnect or a sense of dissonance like it just didn't feel right or it felt like there was not alignment or there was an abrupt change in strategic direction or in priorities or in the vision or the way that was articulated abrupt change can create a lot of resistance and a lot of friction and when we have resistance and friction it draws so much of our energy and it's really difficult to do our best work when that is part of the experience so those are my thoughts for you today I hope you take time to reflect for yourself on what this has meant for you with the leaders and managers that you've experienced. And when you think about how you want to show up as a leader and a manager, the tone that you will set and how you will communicate what your vision is, how you see things, what your guiding principle is, what is it that you pay attention to? You know, with so much work from home happening as we're in the pandemic, I think one of the things that's been fantastic is the conversation of, you know, I don't really care <laughs> I'm not going to track when you're when you're online or, you know, how many of your hours are on work hours. What I care about is are you getting your work done? Are you available in a reliable way? Like if you take time off in the middle of the day in order to drop your kid at school or in order to manage your own mental emotional health great do it whatever allows you to show up and do great work and as long as our communication is open and we are working effectively together I don't need to micromanage when your butt is in front of your laptop (laughs) I really loved that The way that we're working now has kind of required that we all become more flexible and maybe even more honest about what we need and about how we're going to do great work. So take some time, notice for yourself how this concept might show up and think intentionally about what is the tone that you want to bring into the workplace and to the people that you work with. Thanks so much. I will see you next time. Do you want personal confidential help with your situation network? I offer one-on-one coaching and can help you overcome challenges, reach your goals, and become a more effective leader. To schedule a consult, go to my website kimnickel.com slash coaching, and we'll schedule time to talk about what's going on with you and how I can help. Talk to you soon.